Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? Kels Charles, Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, holy whiplash and hello. Frustration Friday continues. Dude, when I tell you, I mean, everyone who's a Cowboys fan knows this. Like, being even remotely tied to this team, things are just just inherently different, right? Like, it is, you know that, you know, the star power, for lack of a better way of saying it, just makes things different for Dallas Cowboys and Dallas Cowboys fans. Well, never have I ever uh, seen some of the things that have gone down in free agency this week. So I guess they're staying true to that narrative, for better or for worse. Yeah, I think it's the ongoing joke that, you know, the NFL is uh, saying, hold my beard to the NBA for off-season madness. <laughs> so um, the Cowboys are like, say less, we got you. We're just going to be the craziest thing you've ever seen. And um, they're doing a great job. It's and it's very frustrating. They're doing phenomenal, sweeties. and They're doing a great job at making me furious. I, I know that since it's been, you know, more than a, than a minute, um, and a half since it happened. And our, our fellow teammates over at blockingtheboys.com have done such a great job of covering all the latest in free agency. So if you are also trying to wrap your mind around just everything that's gone down transaction wise and the latest and the, you know, the behind the scenes, there's a lot of great coverage over on blockingtheboys.com. But, um, that being said, I'm sure they've touched on, on Randy Gregory. I almost said Randy Rogers, LOL, but <laughs> being that, you know, he is, he is your Husker son. Um, how are you feeling about, I mean, again, I'll say it, the whiplash that was his contract and how it all went down. Um, I think Dorinda Medley said it best um, in Real Housewives of New York City. And it is, <laughs> how am I doing? I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Correct. It's a great way of putting it. But like to elaborate, (laughs) um, like literally when I got the news that, you know, we were nearing a deal with him, I was so excited. I was like, I tweeted today's going to be a good day or whatever. And I felt it in my soul. I was like, no one can mess with me today. We got Randy Gregory. Like I was on a high. I was on a tear. I couldn't be stopped. I was just hitting zingers left and right in the office. It's killing it. And then I got the news. 
that he was going to go to the Broncos. And um, I wanted to vomit. I immediately. I have to be honest. I have never seen anything like that before where it was like, oh, it's a done deal. And then like, again, as I know, all of you smart people know, it's not like the front office themselves or Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones himself out there tweeting things from the Cowboys social media handles, but they are being siphoned through the appropriate channels uh, to ensure that like, yeah, we feel good enough about this. This is like done so we can go ahead and go public with it because, you know, I don't know, like Peter from Montana may not realize that. So we don't want to freak him out. Uh, That being said, after the official account uh, affirmed that, yes, indeed, this deal was done, I get a notification. I think it was like Rappaport or something like that, retweeting Ed Werder. And he's like, oh, may not be done. Like something in the works with, with Denver. And I was like, excuse me? Like, what? What? What do you mean? Like something's it? Like we just we have him. Like, and and then they straight up start to say, "Well, the the deal's the same, just in Denver." And I was like, "Why?" And that to me was just a shocking moment in time because you know, like everyone likes to talk about, and we I know I've even said it myself. Like, hey, like listen, the team, you know, really did they stuck with Randy? They really did. Like they stuck with him tried to help him like get back on track. Uh, but then what we find out later is that there's some language in the contract, which is, I don't want to call it standard for the Cowboys, but it is a little more widespread on the Cowboys organization than it is anywhere else in the league. And it's not in Dax's contract. And basically it talks about, you know, voiding pay if, there's ever like a suspension uh, on the table. So, um, I mean, holy cow. I, I just, <laughs> I, what a, what a yeah. blunder by the Cowboys. Well, I don't know who I want to kick in the face more, like Randy's um, agent or, or Steven, mostly Steven, but a little bit the agent, because can you like, calm down for a second and explain some stuff before like we make rash decisions like this like you have a deal all but locked up i don't care if your client says well f it like i'm gonna do this and say can we look this over real quick yeah like, like yeah i agree it was it's shisty to put stuff in at the last second and i don't like it and i i think they should have done a good job of explaining it too but like come on Everybody's just like trigger happy over there. I'd be pretty interested to figure out like exactly like how that went down because, you know, like I deal with a lot of contracts in, in the, the, the line of work that I do. And, you know, when I was working over at a big brand and we were investing in, you know, music festivals and sports teams and doing deals, you know, things like that. I mean, there's clauses that, exist in contracts that are are literally called morality clauses. Like I've been a part of like uh, contracts with morality clauses where like if the owner of, you know, or anyone who's in a leadership or executive position at the company that you do business with, if they do anything publicly to 
it doesn't align with like the morals of your company, you can have a right to, you know, escape your contract based on this morality clause. Um, or it could just be like the main face of it. Like say, I mean, this, this is a, it's an example because it probably would be something that I'm sure has been brought to the table with with the likes of like the Indianapolis Colts and like just based off like some of the stuff that's happened with Jim Ursay. And like, again, like that's not, you all know my compassion for that type of situation. But at the end of the day, like brands feel the need to protect themselves and lawyers are very, very uh, interested in protecting the likes of their companies that they work with. And therefore you see language like that. But at the same time, like I understand working with people who have, who are interested in, in having such strong language in their contracts. But the part that got me, Meg, like what you mentioned was the fact that Randy's camp felt like it was put in after the deal was signed or not signed was agreed upon at least. So I'm sure it was a verbal agreement and they got the paperwork and they're like, WTF, like, what is this clause? Like, we don't, we didn't have this previously. Like, why does this exist? And typically you have to redline. So like, why wasn't a red line? And I don't know, like maybe it was something where like the Cowboys, like that's in their mind, like their standard contract. And they're like, Hey, like we're doing this deal with you guys. And like, we have a new standard contract within the last like X amount of years for whatever reason. And, you know, they just were like, yeah, like send over the standard contract with like the terms that we determined and like get them to sign. And then, you know, Randy's agent was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you know, I, my point being, where was the red line? But also maybe they didn't mean to, I don't know. Maybe they didn't mean to sneak it in because (laughs) I'm giving them too much credit. It just, where's the red line guys? Like, where was the red line? That's a pretty standard practice. Like it just is. So it's just, yeah, it just feels like, why was it not discussed versus why was it just like crumple the paper and like toss it over your shoulder? Yeah. Like I just, I'm trying to look at this from both sides of the table, but it just feels like if, if indeed it was like, they weren't, the Cowboys were not putting language in last minute and not trying to, you know, kind of slide that by the wayside. How could you, why, how could they have not just been like, oh no, that's a misunderstanding. Like, sorry. Hey, listen, let's talk about it. And versus letting that be the cause to have Randy Gregory walk away. Yeah. (sighs) It's, it's infuriating. It really is. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I mean, I'm happy for him. He gets to play football. He gets to do what he loves. He gets to get paid. But it sucks that it's not with us. And it sucks that it's just so, like, jumbled. And it gave me the sads. Like, at first I was very mad. Now I'm I'm, I'm just sad. I miss it. I know. I know. And and it just, it's, it just is, it feels avoidable. And it feels like there's, this is a this plays into the narrative whether or not you subscribe to it or not that this team wants to win but they want to win in their way and it's like hey man like if this really mattered to you you wouldn't have let it slip away and like surely things would have had to lead up to this you know randy's camp being like uh excuse me and then just you know you can't just do one thing and have someone just walk away like that and be so offended like Surely there had to be a sequence of events that led up to that. 
<laughs> that well, either his agent was involved in with Randy or his agent was involved in with the Cowboys in general amongst several clients, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's hard for me not to, like, have in the back of my head the fact that this guy also represents Lyell. Yeah. And they're obviously having, a prob- like, a communication problem and, like, just a problem in general. Yes. Um, so, like, Stephen has some stuff to answer to, but, like, this guy it seems like a piece of work just from an outside perspective not knowing him in any way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point worth bringing up. Like, obviously we're recording this on a Thursday and Lyle Collins was officially released. You know, I think it gives $10 million um, cap space, blah, blah, blah. Um, But like you said, Meg, his agent, Peter Schaefer is also Randy Gregory's agent. So we all know some of the historicals that have happened with Lyle and, you know, the suspension in last season over that he tried to go back and say, Hey, petition. And that was, you know, declined for the most part. So I just, I, I can't imagine, like I said, I can't imagine there being like a, like a quote, whatever you want to call it, whether it was a miscommunication or whether it was like a edit to the language, like no, no way that it was just that one thing that led them to like, basically throw their middle middle fingers up in the air and be like, yeah, we're out. You know, it feels like this was a, this is a soured relationship or at least business dealings as of late and the opportunity to get the same thing somewhere else came up and they were like, yeah, this, like that was the final straw. Like we're good. See you later. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard to ignore is all I'll say about that. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I don't know this, this factoid. And I'm just looking at you at like side eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, and again, like I, I sometimes I feel guilty being critical of like the front office. Um, But you know, when you, when you, when you take a step back and you look at it on paper and I always say things like, Oh, it's above my pay grade to be like, making decisions like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, shoot, they haven't been successful at it either. The people that are getting paid to do it. So maybe it's above theirs a little bit right now too. (laughs) And, you know, like you said, like there are people on the cowboy side of things that definitely need to answer to some of the things that have gone down because it feels like this Cowboys team is largely not, super incredibly active during free agency in the off season, but they've been active this off season for all, in my opinion, the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's like, I feel like usually, um, usually the sentiment is, you know, poke at them with a stick, do something. You're boring. Why aren't you doing anything? And now we're just like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Just everything. And we're, we all like, and then we get to talk about Pat boy all the time. And like, they're just cutting everybody that we love. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It makes yeah. Me sad. It makes me sad too. But you know what? Like I am happy for Randy that he got money. I'm really bummed about Lyle Collins. Um I want to talk about that a, a bit more for a second too. Because, yeah. Um whether or not we like it or not, it's it is Terrence Steele season. So, um you know, <sighs> let me just say this. I actually need to like check in with our guy Duke Mannyweather who um, sidebar, I, I think I tweeted it or retweeted the other day, but he's hosting a, uh, a draft party on that Thursday night, I think out in grapevine or whatever, uh, TBD, it might make a stop by that. We'll see. Um, but that should be a good time either way, but, but I do want to talk to him and just say, Hey, like, what are your thoughts on, on how this went down? Like the whole lay of the land, like is Terrence ready? He did though, do a lot of good work with Duke last off season. And let's face it, whether there was extenuating factors and like there was other things that played into us into this, he did have a way better year <laughs> compared to that one to 2020. Like there was some improvements. I'm like, okay, we are where we are right now. And like, again, like I don't agree with it, but a hundred percent, but this, this front office does. And so hopefully at the very least in my silver lining little mind, he's continuing to, to make strides with Duke. Yeah, I, I mean, I want him to do well. And I, my point was always not like it should be Lyell over him. It's just like, why can't you shift some stuff around? Like, why do you have to start over? Like, you're just like sticking holes in the offensive line for like what seems to me like no reason yeah but i mean i have a reason also let us not forget that the same guy that's vouching for um you know terrence Steele is like a coach that we all want fired so i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean uh, let me just say this i I don't know, man. It's, it, it feels like I, it feels like this front office was really proud of the selection that was made in identifying Terrence Steele as a talent. And I have to wonder if I'm going to use <laughs> some douchey business school words really quickly, but I have to wonder if, if confirmation bias is at all in play where like you felt so strongly about a decision and you were like, you know, everything checks out, like this guy's going to be a star. And so it's almost like in the back of their minds, like they're just desperately trying to make Terrence Steele happen to the level that they want him to be. And I'm just not a hundred percent sure. I don't know, like if that's going to play out maybe as they hope it does, who knows? Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, I want him, like, I think we both want him to do well. It's just, yeah, it just seems, it's one of those things, again, again, that we can't pretend like we don't know. Like, yeah. we know that you want him to be the guy. So, like, just because you say it so doesn't mean it is so. I hope it, he continues trending in the right direction. Well, batter up. I guess we're going to get a good chance to really see yeah. this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, yeah well you have no contingency right now so correct so as well if you're into the whole you know, you know doing a few hail marys might be a, the time to start them for um our guy ts um but i uh on the lyle front real quickly an interesting kind of fun development as you know i think you and i are going to be pushed into a position based on the players that are departing the team we're going to have to p- figure out who our AFC team is, Megan, because right now it is, you know, are we going to go Broncos because of Randy? Are we going to go Browns because of Amari? Are we going to go, are we going to go Bengals? Because look, like if Lyell, Lyell reportedly, I'm not reporting this. Some other like actual reporters reported this. You can Google it and see who it was. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting off the top of my head, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're saying that uh, Lyell flew up to Cincy and is doing dinner with Joey B. And I mean, that's, is, is, is Cincy like low key building a championship team, like based off of the success of last year, because that would be fun. Much to their owner's chagrin, they are. Um, And I think that Lyle would be a perfect piece there. I mean, obviously they need a little more, they were able to like, work with what they had last year, but they do need to beef up that offensive line um, to really like uh, protect Joey and, you know, go all the way. Um, who is my AFC team? It's the Bengals um, because I love Joe, but I am going to be, I'm going to be watching Randy. Yeah, that's for sure. I tried to convince Megan that we might need to get Broncos jerseys and I haven't. No. I have not gotten her over that, over that finish line yet. Like that might be a bit too much for her, to be honest. Look, I don't like, I'm not saying that the Bengals have a sexy Jersey by any means, but like the Broncos uniforms to me are hideous. I absolutely hate them. So that's a choice. That's fair. The, the Bengals. Maybe like a Navy Jersey I could like get behind, but you know. I'm, I might be buying into the jersey trend more than I would like to admit. Like, if they could do, like, a long sleeve version, like, and I can wear it, like, very oversized over some leggings, like, I might be into that. That could I could rock that. The way that I came at the pro shop when I thought that Randy was getting re-signed, <laughs> um, you know, it didn't age well. Um, Fine. But hopefully you know, the, the Broncos pro shop will uh, do what's right and put Randy Gregory in the pro shop. Make Megan buy and I noticed. Yeah. Make it happen, Broncos. At, at. Um, one last thing on the Randy Gregory thing before we move on. I will say, like, as we are looking at some of these guys who still have contracts left on the table and deals to be signed, now that any smart agent... <laughs> would do this. But now that that language that's, you know, in there about suspensions and protecting um, the Cowboys 
more than the actual player. It's team friendly, very obviously, um, has come to, has come to fruition or at least, you know, aired to the surface. I would definitely say there's going to be a lot of agents who are going to be, you know, kind of cocking their head to the side, like, all right, so cool. So when you're going to send me that deal, you're not going to have that clause in there. Correct. Uh, unless the player is really, really in a situation where like he has to bank on himself because, you know, obviously otherwise they would have a little bit more leverage. And I just, I would hate to see that happen again where it stalls or even interrupts or ruins another deal. So hopefully that would not be the case. Yeah, no, I mean, let the people know. Yeah. Because this is embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Don't embarrass us. Um, Okay, so a couple other updates. Um, Wow, man, gosh. Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, that's going to be fun. Okay, RIP to, that's so sad. Uh, So Dorrance Armstrong. By the way. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, this is absolutely nothing to do with the Cowboys, but you see Devontae Adams is going to be a Raider. Hey, really? No, I don't have my phone on me. I'll be honest with you. So I'm interested to see what the Packers do with him. Like that's it. That was his main target. That's all. Anyways. Um, cause it just popped up on my phone. I felt I must share free agency but back to Dorrance Armstrong. Like you were saying. Um, so, you know, I'm going to go drink a lot of wine tonight. Um, and you know, in, in honor of Randy pour one out, but also, I feel like Dorrance Armstrong is probably going to be in the same boat, but I will say, you know, at the very least, uh, the Cowboys locked him down for a two-year, $13 million deal. Um, so, you know, there's another person in the building. It's, I think, I think we all, <laughs> I don't, I don't think anyone is like, oh, thank God. You know, like, I mean, he's, he's, he's great. And like, I'm happy for him. He had career highs and tackles, quarterback hits and sacks last season. So you know, thumbs up. Uh, he's a KU guy, rock chalk, baby. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that's great. I do. I think he's like the guy that I would like bookending my you know defensive front. I don't know. Probably not. Like I would love to like have someone who's absolutely terrifying. That'd be phenomenal. Um, but you know, good news nonetheless. And I think it's like a solid reinforcement to the line. Yeah, I mean, this one feels just kind of like a duh. Um, and, like, if you botch this one, like, I don't – I have no words. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, everyone likes to t- talk about how Terrence Steele had, like, all this, you know, quiet improvement. It's not quiet when everyone talks about it every day, but, you know, that's what they're trying to sell us. Um I think that, I mean, you need to look at Doran Armstrong because he puts together a really solid season and he just like, can we continue to see a lot of upside from him? So, I mean, it's a great signing. It's a duh signing. It's a hello, do this, or you're a moron signing, but um, you know, it's good to see him back. Yeah, that is good. Um, and while we are on the topic of, you know, what we were hoping would be at least like some imminent deals. Um, the one that like really is outstanding to me and outstanding, I mean, like I need to be done is J Ron curse. And I, I 
I am interested into why this has not been handled. Why are we not taking care of it? Because I would like to have it done now. Yeah, I mean, it also seems like a duh, like signing. Um, I'm not sure why they are dragging their heels on this, especially since they have all this lovely cap space that they love so much. Correct. Um, Yeah, it's like, will they open their pocketbooks for this? You have plenty of money now. You just keep like breaking the cash in because you're getting rid of all the people that we love. So why don't you just do something right? Literally, I'm, I am dead serious. Like I cannot handle, I just, I just need it to happen. Like it's the bare minimum. I'm like, I need you to make it happen. Like handle it, handle it, handle it, handle it. That's my favorite thing to say. I learned that when I was working at the Cowboys and I was running training camp, like my boss used to just be like, all right, so uh, handle it. Literally, that's all I need them to do. Just, I don't, I do not care what you do, handle it. And if they can't make that happen, then I'm going to be like, I'm going to need to take another vacation straight up. I, I don't understand. I really don't understand what the holdup is. And like, clearly he wants to get something done. Like he is being, he's very active on Twitter right now, which is not normal um, for him. Like he does tweet, mind you, but like he is tweeting multiple times a day, um, replying to tweets about like, um, about what was it? Uh, Bobby Wagner about like how he, he was saying that, you know, they don't care about us. Like we're just like a dollar sign to them or whatever. And it's Aaron like, said this? well, you're making him feel like a dollar sign right now. Like. Wow. Figure it out. Figure it out. Um, one quick thing to, you know, just worthy of, of us watching. Um, obviously the Cowboys, you know, did sign Michael Gallup to that deal and happy for him to get paid. Cedric Wilson is no longer at the building. He will also went off and got, he went off and got paid uh, over with Miami. But so it's, you, you know, you've got, you've got bigger roles and bigger shoes for the likes of a CD and a Michael Gallup to fill. And I'm purposely not extending the depth chart of wide receivers past those two, because let's face it, like those are going to be your two key main players. And those are the, the, the first guys that we're thinking of as it stands today. And that being said, I think I said this previously, like, I don't think that anyone can 100% promise that Gallup's going to be ready come the exact start of the season. Have I, you know, talked to anyone? Have I looked into it more? No. So like, don't take this as me being like, you know, reporting live. Like I've talked to X, Y, Z person. And like, they're saying like, he's not ready. No, I'm not saying that. This is just pure speculation in the nature of such a serious injury. And the fact that we don't have Amari in the building anymore. And the fact that Michael Gallup will indeed be expected to play a bigger role. It's going to be more important than ever that, you know, he's ready come day one and, or at least pretty soon. So I just, you know, maybe I'm being an anxiety queen, but I just felt like there wasn't a lot of definity around exactly when he would be hundred percent a-okay. And I think that that's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't, you know, it's just 
kind of adds to why we're just so frustrated. It's like, and I, I know we all could probably guess that he wasn't going to be ready right away, but you know, quit selling me the because we have Gallup and Schultz combo that we're okay getting rid of Cooper. Like that doesn't make me feel okay. Especially yeah. not when we don't know that he's going to be out there right away. Right. So, yeah. you know, just, they're just selling us all these used goods. They're trying to tell us it was made yesterday. The NFC is I just don't know like what's happening in the NFC. The AFC is like over here, you know, putting together like just these amazing, cool, fancy, flashy rosters. And we're like, hey, um, so I really liked this Givenchy purse, but it's last season. And I think I want to downgrade to, you know, I don't know, something more economical. And I'm just like, we're in Dallas. We're supposed to be pretentious a little bit. Like, can you give us some flashy, expensive, uh, extraordinary pieces to play with? Please and thank you. Like, let's just get a little unreasonable for once for like a hot minute. Like, just give me that. I need I need that for myself. I have a metaphor that like you'll follow, but like this is going to be like a real niche audience here. And if all you, and all it takes is a Google search to catch up. Um, the Cowboys right now are like the golden goose shoes of like that all the girls have to wear. Yes. Because they look like they got run over by a semi-truck, but they cost $500. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Like, don't get me started on the high top because that just increases the price. Correct. More beat up those shoes look and everyone just has to have them. Yeah. <laughs> I I is wearing golden goose sneakers right now. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, that's a great metaphor, especially because like I like golden goose and I was about to buy some the other day. And my friend like literally like like had to like she was like slap me on the hand. She's like, Don't you dare buy those. That is ridiculous. What are you doing? You are brainwashed. Like, stop it. And I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But like in my heart of hearts, I was still like, oh, I really kind of wanted that one. It was like kind of shiny and cool. And like, I don't really can't explain why I like it, why I want to spend an ex- in, in ridiculous, exorbitant amount of money on a pair of, of, you know, 10 times beaten over tennis shoes that are ripped and torn up. And, you know, for some reason that equates at least a serotonin kick for me right so (laughs) I feel like this actually feels like an addictive behavior and it feels like I'm applying it to the Cowboys now too wow I am shook over that narrative that is a little scary um (laughs) cool so that's um a fun little realization we just had sometimes (laughs) recording is therapy you know sometimes recording is therapy uh do you have any other therapeutic items to get off your chest because I think I'm, that's, that's about all I can handle for the day. Uh, I, I, I can't take much more, Yeah, but you know, we're far from over here. So. We are indeed far from over, but don't worry guys. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter because we're going to have all the reactions for you. And hopefully 
you know, there's no more bait and switch, but if there are, you can best believe we'll be tweeting in all caps about it and drinking lots of wine uh, in regards to it as well. But <laughs> we do thank you for tuning in so much. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the blog and the boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast, whether that is Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. We're also on YouTube too. Uh, come hang out with Meg and I though. We've got our own channels. We're on social media as well. Cause we are um, millennials like that. I am on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on. All right. So um, I I can't imagine that we have a lot of words to leave people with because I just think there's a lot of you know heated emotions right now. But I'll stick to what we know. And uh, Meg, go ahead and close it out for the good people. Dallas forever, Philly for never. And uh, make it happen, please. And thank you. Correct. The end. Bye, guys.